and welcome to the Under the Bus podcast. I am Clayton, joined by Alan. Alan, how are you doing, man? Good evening. I am swell. Well, we've got a lot to talk about, um, but first off, you all need to make sure that you check out Alan at AlanRamich03 on Twitter. You need to check in on his uh, uh, in podcast where he talks all about Marvel. You need to also listen to uh, the Lakerside Chats, which is going to be a big part of our discussion today, as well as he is a member of the Direct Snap podcast talking NFL with myself and Merge and Nelson. So shout out the 19 Media Group. And the 19 Media Group. First things first, a little bit of housekeeping. Everyone um, that will be listening to this should already know that THT was extended the qualifying offer by the Lakers. That's, I mean, one of the most obvious things that was going to happen this entire before we start Before we start talking actual basketball, if you haven't watched Space Jam yet, go watch Space Jam. It was really fun. I enjoyed it. <laughs> so much so. You guys won't be able to see this, but Clay can... I got LeBron and Bob Bugs Bunny Funko Pops. Yeah. Nice. Shout out to LeBron for a good film. All right. So, as I said, THT was extended the qualifying offer by the Lakers. Um, that was just so obvious. Everyone knew it was going to happen. Um, I saw a couple people say that they should do that to Alex Caruso. Alex Caruso was an unrestricted free agent. They cannot extend him the qualifying offer. Um, so, that's... There's a lot that could go with THT, whether he be signed and trade or he's kept. Honestly, I hope he's kept. Um, <clears throat> but we're the main part that we're going to be talking about is Alan's podcast, the Lakerside Chats, has a nice little blow up on Twitter and on all over the internet. Uh, Alan getting the recognition that he deserves. Um, had Eric Pincus on, and then after you guys have listened to this. Um, or before I should say, Alan's podcast with uh, Jake Fisher will be posted as well. Um, and so we kind of want to talk a little bit about both of those pods. Um, just kind of, you know, since Alan's our good buddy and all. So first off, I think the one thing that a lot of people that are fans of the Lakers and even, I mean, even not fans of the Lakers is the talk of Kuzma. Um, Kyle Kuzma, Eric Pink has said that um, the Lakers are pretty much ready to move on. Kuzma's ready to move on. And then you also were talking to Jake Fisher, and he said that he is being shopped hard. Are you surprised by this at all? I know I'm not. What did I tell you when we recorded that podcast last week? When has a player played that badly and a LeBron James team and been back this season after? Never, ever, yeah. ever, 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 ever. Because A, no one's ever played that badly on a LeBron James team in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You know, like we we we, we dog J.R. Smith, but the, the Cavs wouldn't have been in that situation in the finals without J.R. Smith. So shout out to Earl. He 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 had a great basketball career. Mm-hmm. Champion, don't do not two-time champion. I apologize. Forgot he was on the um, squad last year. Yeah. I think Kuzma's time in LA is done. I think it's just reached a natural end. I think it was done last year. Um, I think the Lakers tried to keep him around the other year. The thing that I don't get, Clay, and you can um, push back on this if you disagree, 
his attitude like don't get me wrong confidence is really important right like i i i personally believe you can't get to be a good player and i think that's what cooper is he's a good player in the nba nothing more nothing less um you don't get to be a good player in the nba without being confident in your abilities right the fact that he believes he's on jason tatum's level is astounding to me yeah uh, a, because tatum's like two years younger than you bro um, and Tatum's already a top 25 player in the league. Um, and B, this whole opportunity things, I'm sorry, but you've had ample opportunity this season to show that you're a star player, and you just didn't show it. Markeith Morris was better than you in the starting lineup. Please, please, please do not give me this Kyle Kuzma can be a star. And now if you're the San Antonio Spurs or the Indiana Pacers or the Orlando Magic or, I don't know, X random team, Cal Kuzma can be a star for you guys. I am fully aboard that train, but let's be real, he's not a star, like, yeah, he, he absolutely is not <laughs> for sure. I mean, his shooting has gone down, he's lost his touch. It it just doesn't make a lot of sense. When when Eric Pinkus mentioned that on your podcast, I, I had like I was working on my car and my head just like popped up and I stopped what I was doing and I literally rewound to hear that again i was like did he ser- he seriously said that he really thinks he's on jason tatum's level and as you said the opportunity <sighs> kuzma fans have this whole thing of like he he hasn't gotten the opportunity with lebron and ad lebron and ad did not play a lot together this year at all he had he had the the time he had it i mean i just i don't all you're doing is making excuses. That's so, it. So I have to be relatively diplomatic in my responses, right? Because, A, I, I, I want to be objective when I view the NBA and I don't want to let my personal feelings cloud and you know my personal feelings about players like Carl Kuzma. Um, but, B, I don't want you know, to be taken out of context when I talk about Kuzma and I don't want it to, my personal feelings to cloud that. Which is why I'm always, you know me, I'm relatively even keeled when I talk about Kuzma and anyone on the Lakers, really. But if anyone has that excuse this year, it's guys like Schroeder, it's guys like Montrez Harrell, it's guys like Wes Matthews, Mark Gasol, guys who have been part of this team for the first time this year. Mm-hmm. Even my Keith Morris, because let's be real, Keith has only played like a handful of games with LeBron and AD. So it's like, those guys have a legit excuse. You don't. You played for yeah. two years. First year, they were all fully healthy. You played every game alongside them. That, I'm sorry. It's just you're not on that level. Like, for me. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think, I think oh, in general, most Lakers fans are too hard on Kuzma because he has improved on stuff. You know, like Pink has said, he has become a good defensive player. But... I mean, when your offensive game has just completely evaporated, I don't. It's cratered. Like, yeah, like the shooting. We joked last year that it was below thirty percent. I don't think it was much higher this year. Well, to be fair, it got to thirty six percent from oh thirty five point like six percent. Well, look like, at that. That I still think that's a little bit underneath his rookie year. So good on him for that. It felt like he shot a lot worse than that. He's really good in the corners. That's something. I think you guys talked about, but also something that Twitter's talked about. 
He's really good in the corners, but he doesn't necessarily like to take a lot of corner threes. No. He likes to do above the break, and that's just not his thing. So no, he's not Steph Curry. Yeah. So <laughs> like... I I don't I don't know. Um I I don't know where he's going to go. I do think he's gone. Um we'll we'll go ahead and we'll move on to um Trez. Before we move on from Kuz, what do you see the Lakers getting back for Kuzma? Because that's an interesting debate. I feel like they can get a really nice couple of role players back for Kyle Kuzma. And then if you add that 22 pick to it as well, I think you're going into the realms of you can get a decent starter for Kyle Kuzma. I really believe that. Yeah. I I don't know. It just depends on the team's evaluation of them. You know, like San Antonio really likes, uh, you know, the whole thing is this pop supposedly loves Kyle Kuzma, but I don't see the Spurs really wanting to do a trade. No. Um, and I want to do a sign and trade for DeRozan. Cause I know that would be the first thing that people would pop up on. Um, I would probably look to try and get like Lonnie Walker and Kelvin Johnson um, to two young guys that are, are the, I mean, Kelvin Johnson is now on the USA basketball team. Not necessarily that he's on that level of player, but he is good. Um, so no, I, he is. yeah, I, I just don't, I don't know exactly because I think Kuzma isn't going to be dealt in a package by himself. No, he's going or in a trade by himself. He's going to be part of something. So that kind of is where. Um, Trez comes up. Uh, Eric Pincus said that it seems like he is going to be opting in to his 9.7, I believe. Yeah, 9.7. Yeah, 9.7 million dollar player option. That is a good piece for the Lakers. I don't think that the Lakers are just going to ship him off to anywhere, like because one, I is he's a clutch client, isn't he? So indeed, clutch. They're not just going to send him off to Siberia. Um, they're, they're going to look to get some input from him. I'm sure with that. And and for Trez, it makes sense to opt in as well, right? Like what Pincus was saying, it's not like there's a market out there where he's going to get 15 to 20 per year this Mm -hmm. year. I think he can get it next year. I really do. I think for what Trez does, and I think he will, that here's the thing with Trez. I think Trez is a really good player in the league. He's flawed, mm-hmm. like a lot of pl- good players are in this league, right? Um, but I think in the right situation, and I think we misused him as well. I, I really believe that we misused him, especially defensively more than anything, because I think offensively his role's pretty defined and we use him really well whenever he played in that role. Mm-hmm. But defensively, we misused him a ton. We tried to play him as a five, and we all knew that wasn't going to work even before the season. Yeah. Um, so when when we look at it at that, I think Trez will really easily recoup all the money that he lost last year. But like what Pinkers said, um, he if he opts in and then next year if he gets straight, let's say hypothetically gets traded to a different team, and I think he will at some point, um, he will be eligible for that one hundred seventy five percent early birds right and raise, 
which will get him a like somewhere like 17.4 million to start. And if yeah. you're an over over the cap team anyway, and let's say let's say hypothetically in Atlanta, right? Mm-hmm. And you just want some more bench scoring and you want to recreate that magic that Lou and Trez had in in at the Clippers, it makes all the sense in the world to trade for Trez, right? Like because he's a very similar profile to Capella. He's not obviously as big as Capella and he's not the athlete that Capella is. But he's similar in the profile of what he can do around the rim. His finishing's unbelievable. Like, let's just unreal. Like, seriously. And then that mid-range game is improving, I think, a lot. I think he'd be a really good fit in somewhere like Atlanta. I really do. So I'm really intrigued to see where he ends up because I like you said, I don't think he'll just end up anywhere. Yeah. It's yeah. The the next kind of point that I found really interesting was if you package Montrose Harrell, Kyle Kuzma, and KCP, you are able to get to any salary in the NBA, according to Eric Pincus. That's that's going to get you at least salary in the discussion for guys that have been going crazy on uh, Twitter, Instagram, whatever, um, like a, a, Russell, um, a, a Russell Westbrook, a CP3, um, a game Levine, it, you know, any of those guys, you're in that conversation just because now you have the salary to be able to get there. Now, do you have the quote unquote assets, the prospects, say THT and the pick 22 and all that other stuff? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if you, you have that, but. I think that was a really interesting point. You know, in previous years, the Lakers did not have the salaries to get those guys anywhere. Yeah. You know, it had, you had 5 million here, 6 million there, you know, a, a, a 4 million guy. But, you know, Kuz is going to be at 13. KCP is at something like 13. And Trez at 9.7. As he said, you're going to be able to get to pretty much anyone that you. Want, I think, I think the numbers around 38 is what you get to. Yeah. So, and when you look at the trade machine, 38 mil gets you to any salary in the NBA. So mm-hmm. it's, it's one where I don't think it happens first week of free agency, a trade like that, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that would be like an August, September trade, right? That's where mm-hmm. I, I think it depends how the dominoes fall in free agency. Mm-hmm. That's where I am with it. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. I, f- I find it really interesting that Trez is looking to opt in. Um, I didn't really think he has that that market because, you know, the only only possible options are, say, a Dallas, a Toronto, um, trying to think Charlotte. of Charlotte. Yeah. Teams looking for um, a starting center, you know, because as as Pinka said, Trez's best option is to go somewhere and get, you know, that 18 to $20 million a year. And that's not going to happen this year. I just don't see that. I, I firmly believe it will happen next year. It possibly just because could, yeah. I think he'll recoup all that value that, and I think you see he lost it. I just think it's just a weird off season to, for centers. I, I really believe that. I think yeah. guys like Rashawn Holmes will just get paid 15 to 16 per and everyone else will just not get that money. Like mm-hmm. maybe Drummond will get that money from like Charlotte, 
Um, but I don't see anyone else getting that type of money on the market, which makes no sense because I'd rather pay Trez 16 million than I would Drummond, but that's a conversation for a different day. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. The last real Laker to talk about is Dennis Schroeder. And uh, Pincus did not have really any information on that. Um, that he wanted to disclose. That he wanted to disclose. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're, you're correct on that one. Um, Schroeder can leave if he wants. Full stop. He could go to the Knicks. He could go to Toronto. He could go to wherever without doing that sign and trade. Now, obviously, Lakers fans want him to do a sign of trade if he is to leave. Most fans, I think that's kind of what where they're at. Um, I found it kind of interesting how that wasn't really talked about personally. Maybe, maybe that means that the you know there's something to do with his market, whether the Lakers are trying to limit his market or you know stuff like that. Um, I don't know if you had any real input that you wanted to provide on that, though. I think the Lakers are just trying to get his number down as much as possible. That's where I am with it. I think I, because the reports are that Palinka likes him, LeBron likes him, AD likes him. So, and I think people have gone overboard to the point where the opinions shifted too far on Schroeder. Um, I ideally don't want him around long term, but I wouldn't hate it because i don't he's a good player again he's a but he's 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 a good player that's better than like kuzma and stuff he's he's in that next tier above the likes of kuzma and whatnot he's a starting caliber player in the nba but i he he has some boneheaded moments but he i but then we go back to that thing when i talked about it with jake fisher on the podcast they're humans, right? And we get different types of humans. Some humans are boneheads. Some humans are really smart. Some humans are weird. Um, and Schroeder's just one of those guys that isn't particularly, you know, um, self-aware. I don't think he's stupid. I don't think he's dumb. I just don't think he's particularly self-aware. Yeah. Um, that's where I'm with Schroeder. I don't like. I, I don't think he's dumb. I just don't think he's self-aware. And sometimes that happens when you have like a hundred mil in the bank. It's nice, right? Like, but I wish I didn't have that self awareness either, and had like eighty mil just sitting there. I wish. I wish I I had a million sitting in my bank right now. I I think Schroeder stays though. Like, I I really think that the Lakers don't move him until deadline. Yeah, I I keep thinking that Luol Deng that Luol Deng um, contract four and 72 so yeah um and, it, and he'll be worth it that's mm-hmm. worth it for a guy like schroeder 18 the mills i think around around right around good value for him because you're getting a starting caliber point guard who can do a lot of stuff for 18 mil a year i think it's fine i really do yeah i i i how you said like the narrative on him has just gone so far back people are very clearly forgetting that at the point where LeBron and AD were both hurt, the Lakers could have possibly fallen out of the playing game. The only reason why they didn't was because of Schroeder. He carried the team. Now, was it a great team during that stretch when those guys were out? No. But but it was still a playoff. Yeah. I mean, he, 
he kept them in contention for the playoffs. It, for it was just, him and Trez. Like yeah. those are the two guys that kept us in that playoff run. Yeah, and we can talk about it all we want, but it was those two guys primarily. Mm-hmm. For all their wards, they they are still very very impactful NBA players, yeah. and you don't just want to lose those guys for nothing. I agree. They they bring value, and you you can't just ignore that value. You, I understand like if people want to move on from shooter, but also like you just can't let him walk away. You know, if he walks away on his own, that's one thing. But you know, the Lakers just kind of like ah no, thank you. I because I don't see him getting like a four year hundred million dollar deal. I don't I don't know who unless someone gets super desperate. I mean the Knicks unless like the Knicks guess, strike but... out on everyone, but I think Mike Conley's going there. I, I really do. I've I've seen quite a few people say that, so it wouldn't surprise me at all either. Um I mean shoot, Kimba's probably on the block. It wouldn't surprise me if he shipped to New York. He had a lot of big moments in New York when it's you know, like when he was at UConn and everything. So um and he's by a the New way, York kid as well. Yeah, by the way, I am not in on Kimba at all. I've seen I don't, I don't think the Lakers are in either. No, and which is good. I've, I've heard nothing about it, and I don't think anyone has either. I think Zach Lowe just threw it out there. Yeah, it was more like Zach Lowe giving his opinion more so than it was Zach Lowe giving you information. I agree. Excuse me. So I think the he's he'll be back or he'll be dealt. Um I don't think he's just gonna be able to walk away. No. Um then I, I'll I'll mention it really quickly, but I just can't I don't think it's true. I mean it it could be true, but it's just it's it doesn't really matter. The report by Jordan Schultz of him and uh, Dennis Schroeder and Kyle Kuzma like fighting or feuding throughout the year. I mean, like, why? Like, and that's not that's not anything big. I know, like, the Lakers locker room is generally, you know, after last year, chemistry and everything. It looks it looked really good, and then that you could say, oh, did they have chemistry issues this year? Yeah, probably because you know their two top guys were out all year. Or what felt like all year. Yeah, and like that, there was yeah. no chemistry issues at the start of the year. We, yeah. we were rolling through teams. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't matter. Anyway, so all right. Now I want to then move on to all the names that people are talking about. Um the first one that comes to mind is Westbrook. I think I already touched upon him earlier. I know a lot of people would be really happy with that i don't want brody in la personally um you and pinkus made a good point of like he brings things to the to the table that are valuable he plays hard most of the time um even though his defense isn't great he rebounds well he can play make he obviously can handle the ball he attacks the rim relentlessly um i don't think it's a good basketball fit but I also don't think it's happening. <laughs> like I do, I've I've heard that the Lakers have interest, and I think you have heard that as well. Um, but I don't think Washington is really interested in that because Washington is, as you said, that uh, Jake Fisher said in his keep Beal mode. Um, Pinker said it as well. Yeah, keep Beal mode. 
I don't think Beal would want to see Russell Westbrook traded, and especially for le- the likes of Kyle Kuzma, KCP, and Mont- Montrez Harrell. Like, I don't know if that really does anything for Bradley Beal. So the, the Wizards should blow it up. They should, oh, they should. get Wiseman yeah. seven and fourteen for Beal. If I was if I was the Wizards, I'd do that immediately and then package 7, 14, and 15 and go up and like in the top five of this draft. That's what I would do. But you know, the wizards are not particularly um what's I don't want to dog on the wizards because I don't think they're badly run. I just think that their intentions are in the wrong place at the moment. Like of course you want to keep Beal because finding players like Beal is why you go through the rebuilds and everything because Beal's awesome. But at the same time, if he's going to leave in twelve months anyway, just rebuild from start from scratch. Yeah, you got it. In order for them to move on from Westbrook, I think it's it's if that happens, it'll be because Bradley Beal told their front office that he's gone. Yeah, I agree. You know? And at that point, I think you're right. I think then they just blow everything up and just deal every everything for all the pieces that they can not and not even stopping at Westbrook and Beal. I think you could see Bertans on the move as well. I agree. I think everyone over like a certain age would just be bye. Yeah. I have him a little bit further down the list. I'm going to just say this is not an option. Um, Chris Paul is not coming to Los Angeles. Like if Chris Paul had his way, he might come is what I would say. Talking Mm -hmm. to people. And if the, if the Lakers have the money, Fisher. yeah. If the Lakers it, have the money. The Lakers have the money. money. It's mm. just I, I don't think Robert Sava will facilitate a trade. Even though Fisher was more optimistic that someone like James Jones would, mm-hmm. um, because he has no affiliations with that Phoenix Lakers rivalry, and and that makes sense from like a front office standpoint. To be honest with you, it's not like Neil Olshay who's come out like multiple times and said how much he hates the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Neil Walsh shouldn't be a general manager in the NBA, but that's a different conversation, right? Um, you know, hiring Chauncey Billups, great job, you know. But again, we can talk about that later. Um, you know, we, we dug on Jason Kidd, the wider NBA media, and Jason Kidd, you know, shouldn't be a head coach either. Primarily because we've seen him be a bad head coach, not even because of all that. Because people, you have to separate the two, so... The shit that they just ignored with Chauncey is disgusting for me, and Alchie should have been gone like two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. But you know, um, yeah, I, that, I guess that, that press conference was. Uh, I guess Jody Allen isn't as high class as Paul Allen, but you know, yeah. shout out to Paul Allen, rest in peace, my friend. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Um, I, I know, I know. You said they kind of have the money. I just don't think it's feasible to get him. Pincus was saying that like the Lakers wouldn't even be able to have a full 15 man roster. It'd be like the, like 14 guys and it would limit them to like 17 million. That's if there was a sign and trade for Chris Paul, but if he opts in and Mm -hmm. so like what he did when he went to Houston, then the Lakers aren't beholden to the hard cap. So then you're like, okay, this is how it works. Yeah, I, I just think it would be really hard. because I just I'm don't sure. think Phoenix does it, and Mark Stein reiterated it as well. Yeah, I, I, there were, the only way would be as if he were to opt out and then take the 
taxpayer bid level exception for five point seven million dollars. Which he's not doing. You're not doing like he would lose forty million dollars. As the oh, president of the NBA PA, he's absolutely not doing that. Yeah, no, no, he's not doing that. So anyone with CP3 dreams. Unless Sav has changed overnight, that could be a possibility. That's not happening. We all know that. I mean, I mean, we know, but yeah, stranger things have happened this year. I mean, trying to think of stranger things. I mean, look at what's happening in the NFL and their vaccine stance. Oh, yeah. That's a good one for our football podcast. Anyways. Shout um, out to the NFL for getting something right. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, The next one, DeRozan. If anyone's listened to this podcast for the last, oh, I don't even know how long we've been doing this now, like four Forever. years. It, I, yeah. Um, I don't like DeMar DeRozan at all. <laughs> like, I mean, he's a good guy and everything. He, he brings a lot for like mental health awareness and all that. Um, and I think he's a good human being as well. Yeah, and for sure. I think his heart's in the right place. And I think he's really, really talented. Yeah. I just don't like him as a player. Um, I don't think his defense is good at all. Um, he cannot space the floor. I think he needs the ball in his hands. Like to the point of like him being on the court with LeBron would be something else. And because he can't spread the floor, it just makes things difficult. Now he has improved on some things, you know, like the pick and roll game and creating for others and whatnot. Um, but I just don't, I, yeah, I've never been a fan, but anyways, the only way for the Lakers to, in my opinion, get him is the taxpayer mid-level exception, which is 5.7 million. I don't see the Lakers hard capping themselves for DeMar DeRozan. Do you? No, but that not because of the Lakers, because the Spurs won't do a sign and trade with the Lake. That's where I am with it. I agree. I, I don't I don't think that's uh but if he's if he's willing so what what so a couple of tidbits from the um Fisher podcast AD and LeBron want to play more at the four and five together which is pretty big that's interesting which, which is really interesting then Mark Stein saying that Mark Gasol's not retiring which is pretty cool I'm glad Mark's coming back next year um so when you are so the Rosen and LeBron wants to play a lot more off the ball, according to Jake Fisher. So if you add all that together and you have a DeMar DeRozan who has legitimately improved as a pick and roll player to the point where I trust him to run my pick and roll a number of times. And LeBron's whole thing is I want to play off the ball. Now LeBron's become a good enough three point shooter that he legitimately spaces the floor by himself. Which is an insane thought when you actually even like think like even back to 2016 LeBron, right? Um, I don't mind having Demar Derozan on the team. I wouldn't hard cap myself for it. And if it's for 5.6 million, hell, even if the Lakers are going, you know, we're going down the hard cap route, so we're going to give someone the, the, the mid level exception. And even if you pay nine million a year. But it's under the pretense that you're keeping Taylor Horton Tucker and Alex Caruso. I'm all for it. I I promise you I am. But anything over that, no. Like, I, I don't want to give up assets for DeMar DeRozan. I agree with you. All right. So, DeMar DeRozan, as you said, 
I would only take him at the taxpayer mid-level exception. I'm not giving up any assets for him. Now, I I want to kind of talk about the possibility of him actually doing something like that. Because he's going from, I think it's like 25 or $26 million a year, maybe even a little bit more, down to 5.7. That's a huge drop. Now, I don't know who would necessarily give him a really long-term deal, um, like a four-year deal. He is 30 or a little over, older than that now. Um, so him taking a $5.7 million contract, and say it's for like two years, so you're looking at a little over 11, 11.4. That doesn't make a lot of financial sense it would be really that he's looking for that one role, two less pressure and three just to be back home in LA. Yeah. He's a kid from Compton, right? Yeah. And like we, we, we can say, Oh, the, the Lakers are law. I am a hundred percent certain that that a law. And ironically, he's tweeted a, an emoji as we've been yeah. recording, mm-hmm. um, which makes it really interesting to me because I think that the smoke is very real with the Mother Rosen and the Lakers. Mm-hmm. The story is really cool because I want I root for the Mother Rosen as a human being, so I'd root for him on my team. I, I I'd like him to be part of the Lakers in an ideal world, but if we're talking like five point seven million, it's a no brainer. I've seen certain Lakers people poo poo it on Twitter, and I'm like, well, you're just being stupid because you're not going to get anyone near as good as the Rosen for 5.7 million end of yeah. story yeah I, I can't think of a single person i mean unless if otto like, porter wants to take 5.7 million but i don't think he will no i don't he will probably chase money as well um that is yet another it's, guy who i know that the lakers are interested in of course well. i've i've heard the exact same things and it makes exact perfect sense as to why but at the same time if you're saying the Mada Rosen or Otto Porter talent level, it's the Mada Rosen and it's not close. Like, yeah. and that's just being objective. I think Otto fits the team better with what he brings, but from a talent standpoint and the secondary creator and a third guy that you can actually rely on to score 20 a game every single night, which is really important actually, it's the Mada Rosen and it's yeah. not close. Except when it comes time for playoffs. Listen, I I will I'm, I will not back down from that one. That is something I, I will not back down from. Believe that the Mad Rosen is the third option on a playoff team is a completely different animal to being the first option. Yeah, um, I, I've I've heard I, that. I I just don't. I can't agree with it. I just I can't. It's I, fair. Yeah, That's why we I, have podcasts? He, yeah, why he, we debate. He every time playoffs come around, I mean, it's just he crumbles. You know, and I don't I don't want to go after a guy for, you know, his, you know, how he's talked about his anxiety and depression and everything like that. But he definitely struggles when the bright, bright lights are on him. So and could it be that it's because he's the first or second guy? Yeah, it totally could. I think he's been the first option everywhere he's been, though, even in Toronto. You can argue maybe that Kyle Lowry was the better player. But he was the first option on every single offense that he's been on in his career since he's been really good. Yeah. So I just, I don't, 
I don't I don't know. I give me the Mother Rosen. I'm all in now. At five point seven, I'm totally fine with it. I I get like go back and forth in my head of just like because I just don't trust him and I don't really like his game. But at five point seven to be fine. I'm not I'm not trading for him. No, that's full stop. I'm not doing that. Um, yeah, I, I just, uh, yeah, one, one guy I will, I don't have him written down, um, kind of in the same vein as like Alonzo Ball is uh, a name that people brought up, uh, Colin Sexton, another guy that I don't think I would really go after. Um, no, not my type of point guard. He does love the mid range, um, which in the playoffs that's valuable, but like, yeah, I I don't see this star that so many people are making him out to be. Um, Same here. All right, the two final really big names that I want to go over. Um, one, uh, then the, you know another name that we're all familiar with, but I think you and I have both heard the same thing uh, about Damian Lillard that Dame and LeBron have talked and. I know that Henry Abbott said that it hasn't been announced yet or that he hasn't demanded a trade yet or whatever, um, that, but it's coming. I just do not see a path for Dame to come to LA. No, because I think just like San Antonio would not want to trade with the Lakers. I don't think Portland would want to trade. Neil O'Shea does, as you said, does not like the Lakers. And why would you give up your franchises? What? best player ever alongside you know? bill walton probably yeah. yeah i mean i think bill walton's still number one just because he brought a title to portland true this is true so but you there's a legit argument for it yeah so you're like portland doesn't want to do that for you know the contracts that we said trez coos kcp or substitute one of those names out and do THT on a sign and trade. Um, they or, sure. Or um, adding Alex Caruso in there. I don't see Portland wanting to do that at all. So even if you add in 22, the the pick that the Lakers have on what the two I don't think I don't think whatever the Lake I think even yeah. if the Lakers have Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball yeah. and all those guys still I, I still don't think that Portland would do a trade with the Lakers. I totally agree. I I don't think people realize how much conference teams don't really want to trade together in a lot of cases. Just they don't no one wants to trade to the Lakers. Yeah. That's that's literally what it is. Yeah, I mean, no, no one wants to just be like, well, here's your, here's your championship. That's why you know everyone made out the Lakers package when it happened finally to be amazing, you know, because if you remember, all of Pelicans Twitter was saying that the Lakers offer was a flaming trash can and that it was garbage and whatnot. But then once it came out and oh, the pick swaps and the picks and everything, oh, they just robbed the Lakers. And they do have, you know, the Lakers picks for like the following three or four years after this, or like uh, trade swaps possible. But the Pelicans aren't really going anywhere. They didn't even make the playoffs this year, <clears throat> um, or the play-in game, I should say. 
Um, they seem to have soured on literally all of the Lakers prospects that they got. And we'll get into that in a little bit. But no one wants to have an AD trade 2.0 and hand the Lakers a title. I mean, because no. if, if Damian Lillard goes to the Lakers – which I'm saying he's not going to. You're talking about finals runs for the next four years. Yes, because eight or Damian Lillard's contract is for four years. So I mean, I, AD I think has what three years now left on his deal, and LeBron did sign an extension, which I think goes for another four, two, another two, added on because so. it goes it goes to his twentieth year. Because okay. after his 20th year, he's only allowed to sign one-year extensions. And LeBron's very clearly said that he's staying in LA. So it will just be a case of every year he wants to continue playing after 2020. So after 22, 23, it'll just be he'll sign a one-year extension. ESPN will try to make drama out of it, but there'll be no drama there. Like yeah. That's what's going to happen. And yeah. it's not because LeBron doesn't want to sign a five-year extension. He does. It's just, just a fact the players, that the CBAs... The players, did that. Yeah, the players did that in the CBA. And it makes no sense to me. Like, why would you handicap yourself like that? I don't I don't know. So, yeah, if, if that were to happen, while they have that group there, they're making finals runs. Yes. I mean, because I don't really think anyone would really have a, a chance in that. So... Um, Dame is not an option, in my opinion. The next guy who you and I had talked about before recording that we are kind of surprised that no one has really picked up on it from your podcast, the Lakers Side Chats podcast. Um, no one has really picked up on Pincus kind of saying that Zach Levine is gone in 12 months from Chicago. Now, I think that's a really interesting name for the Lakers because he's younger. He's AD's age. I think he's like 28. Um, he's very athletic, as we all know from watching. A Don really Project. good basketball player as well. He has He's developed so much in the last year and a half. And Oh, Zach Levine's just turned 26. Oh, he's, oh man, I thought he was even a little older than that. So, yeah, 26. So, I've always been a Zach Levine fan, dating back to when he was at UCLA. Um, I think he was – was he in the Julius Randle draft? Yes. I, yes, yes. I was even as – went far enough to say that I would have wanted Zach Levine with that Julius Randle pick. Um, that's how much I liked him. Um. And his career to this point has been some, you know, ups and downs. He was just so athletic and his shooting was just so getting so ridiculous. And then he tore his ACL and then he was also traded to Chicago um, for Jimmy Butler. And then um, he, he wanted that long-term deal and the Chicago Bulls matched it from the Sacramento Kings. It was what, four and 90, I think. Yeah. Um, Which seems like it, a steal now. I know. I, I remember at the time, everyone's like, that is crazy for Zach Levine. And I was like, it's a lot of money, but like, I don't see it 
crazy bad. But then he just never really seemed to improve. And I, while I still loved him, I just didn't know if I would really want him on the Lakers anymore. Because, like, the defense still isn't great. It's improved since his rookie year. He's but like everything else on on the offensive end has just taken off. He can create a little bit more for others. He his shooting has continued to be good. Obviously, he can get to the rim whenever he wants. The efficiency of his shooting for him being the only option in Chicago up until February or March, whenever the deadline was, it's all merged into being like one mess of nothingness in my head. Um, is it was astounding. Like it really was incredible. Like, shout out to him for that. Yeah. The last three years he shot 37% or better from three. Uh 37.4, 38%, and then 41.9. So essentially 42% this year. He How insane is that? I know. 50% from the field this year. First also, first time all-star for him this year. Um, and he's always been a good free throw shooter, 82%. For his career almost 85 percent this year um a little turnover prone but he does handle the ball a lot he scored 27 points a game this year um his he had a career high in assists at almost mm-hmm. five at 4.9 which is that's really good um true shooting percentage 63.4 percent that's insane i mean a lot of that is you know because he is a good free throw shooter but he took 8.23s a game. So it's not just because he took free throws. And I mean, it was only like five free throws this year that he took a game. He's he's just so efficient at this point on offense that I would love to pair him up at this point with AD for the next four years. Oh, you know? it would be incredible. I mean... The, he should be the Lakers' number one target in any trade talk. I think and, at this point, I agree with you. I agree. And I have, and I'm going to get roasted for this, but I don't give a shit. I've been saying it for seven months. I'm going to continue saying it. Him and Devin Booker are on the same level for me in terms of players. Mm-hmm. And that conversation isn't had enough. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just that Devin Booker has a lot better players around him. Um, and, I'm, and I'm not poo-pooing Booker by saying that because I think they're both top 25 players in the league. When mm-hmm. I say that, I think Booker's become vastly overrated in this playoff run, and he's been insane, right? Like, he has been, but... Well, especially, like, with the conference finals, he was really good. And then the first two games of the finals... He was phenomenal. Then after that, he fell off. Now, it could have been that he's tired or whatever, but still, he... It's the he finals. fell off. I mean, so there, there's... If anyone is on on NBA Twitter, they can see that there was a chart. This guy did a regular season and postseason true shooting percentage. And everyone acted like Devin Booker went crazy in the playoffs. He actually was less efficient in the playoffs than um, he was in the regular season. So that's definitely an issue. Now, you you can say that Levine is you know a bull in a china shop or uh, or no, sorry a looter in a riot. There we go. Um, but weren't we saying the same thing about Booker a year ago? Exactly. exactly. I think their talent just transpires. I think it works whether they're on a bad team or on a good team. Like I I thought the same thing about Booker, and then Booker's changed my belief on it completely. Shout out to him. 
has been legit incredible this year. Um, but I think Levine's very much of the same ilk. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't disagree with that. I would love to see him as the number two on the Lakers, you know, in the future, like what's I mean, about... I mean, no, I'm meaning like number two on 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 like you know one, two, three, four, five, like oh, shooting guard and the two spot, yeah, 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 yeah. I get you. Um, for you know the next decade, oh, or eight, I'd eight love it. Whatever, like I mean, t- just I mean, he's still not even twenty six yet, I think, or did he? No, just he turned, turned twenty six in March. Okay, so most of the season happened when he was twenty five. That's why D ball reference had that, but. I mean, 26 ADs, what? 28. 20, 28 now. So you have your two and four for the next. Well, you, you have your two. You have your two franchise cornerstones. Yeah. After LeBron James, and yeah. they're good enough that they'll be a final contender every single year. Those three. Yep. As long as they're healthy. Yep. I I I I trade Taylor for Zach Levine. He's one of the only players that we've Probably talked about right. who I would, I wouldn't even think about. And you know how much I love Taylor, mm-hmm. and this is a very Taylor love zone, the Under the Bus podcast, and I'm <laughs> part of it. Yes, I've yes. said the guy's going to be a multiple time All Star. Like for God's sake, like I'm yeah. very much on the hot and took a hype train. Zach Levine, I know they're not the same type of athlete. I'm saying that level of player is where you anticipate Taylor will be in four to five years. So if you can get that player in at the start of his prime now, you just do it. Yeah, You do it and you don't think about it. And it'll be cool to see Taylor do well in Chicago if he went there. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's you know, already it's, be better than Kobe White. I'm just saying. Oh. It'll be better than Lowry Markinen as well, but oh, and man. I actually think Markinen will be a good fit in LA, like Pinkers. I went and watched yeah. the tape. I I would really like Markinen in LA, mm-hmm. and now I, I I never really thought about it until Pinkers said it on my pod, but I'd really like Markinen in in LA if that could happen. I don't think it will because I think he'll get a really big bag somewhere, because I think a shooting big is really really cool to have, mm-hmm. but like yeah. Marketing to LA, sign me up right now. Yeah. yeah. The only thing I worry with Mark is injuries. His injuries, and yeah, because he's not tough. No, he is. He is not. So, the last, the last true guy I want to talk about is um, Lonzo Ball. Now, you didn't talk about Lonzo with Pincus, but um, you said that you did talk with uh, Jake Fisher about Lonzo. Yes. And it seems like the Pelicans have no interest in bringing him back, which I just, I don't understand. Apparently they want to go with a backcourt of Kira Lewis and uh, Nikhila Alexander-Walker, which I like both of those players, but that's just crazy that they're essentially going to be walking away from a guy who dramatically improved this year. I mean, he shot really well for, for them. Um, I know Lakers fans would love to have him back. I think the only way that Lonzo could be back um, would be through if he were to sign the qualifying offer. Has has New Orleans even offered that to him yet? I haven't seen. I have not seen anything yet, but I assume that they will. Yeah, I assume that they will as well. Um, would be for him to just accept the qualifying offer instead of trying to find a long-term deal somewhere and then say, I want to go back to L.A. 
Um, but I don't think David Griffin would do that. No, I mean, absolutely so. not. So, and I said it. that with um, Jake Fisher as well. I, I don't think he'll do yeah. it. Yeah, I would love Lonzo back, but he would have to do the qualifying offer and then go into free agency next year. It's the only yeah. way I can see it. So, all right. But New Orleans are crazy. That's my takeaway from that piece of the puzzle. Yeah. New Orleans are legitimately crazy for Not... having zero intention of keeping yeah. Lonzo the ball. Yeah. I... He, that was, Lonzo, that's Lonzo the quote. Was... No, no intention. Yeah. No intention. Like, I understand like Lonzo isn't isn't quite the guy that was envisioned when he was picked. Oh, he's still you know, damn good though. Like, but I mean he's so good on defense. His his just Off, his offensive game is improving rapidly yeah. to the point that he'll be a re- he won't be as good defensively as he'll be offensively, because I think his defensive game is just like all elite level of like NBA like defense mm-hmm. but his offensive game if he gets that three point shot to like 40% and his playmaking ability and his free throws are improving rapidly as well Lonzo mm-hmm. Ball is a legit like top 10 to 12 point guard in the NBA and I don't see how you just give that talent away it makes no sense in my head it, he shot, it really doesn't he shot 37% and 37.8% the last two years. Last year on 6.3 attempts per game, and this year 8.3 attempts per game. So it's not that he isn't a at least solid shooter. Now his free throw shooting has always been kind of a nightmare. This year it was up to 78%, but only on 1.2 attempts per game. So that definitely hurts him. Um, And he's not like a traditional point guard, as we all know. So, like, his assist numbers aren't always going to be, you know, like Rondo, where he's, when he would be getting minutes like that, he'd get, like, 12, 13, 15 assists, you know? Exactly. But, you know, just the other things he does off the court. I mean, I would love to have Lonzo back, as a lot of people would. I I, just I'd trade everything that. not named LeBron and AD for him. Well, that's something. I don't know if I'm quite that level but i mean i wouldn't trade literally everyone combined oh, no, but, i know i know but if it was like a package of caruso and kuzma mm-hmm. i wouldn't think twice about it oh, yeah if i had to attach 22 i wouldn't think twice about it like that's how highly i rate lonzo and i think yeah. he's also the perfect point guard next to lebron i agree which is I why agree. lebron didn't want him to go yeah. there's a reason why lebron loves him i agree all right, the final thing we're gonna talk about, and then we're gonna we're gonna end. Um, the pick number twenty-two. The NBA draft is coming on. What is it? The 29th? Yeah, it's on I Thursday. It's six on days since uh, you know, six days away. Oh my word! Six days from the time that we're recording. That's just it. It just pops up so fast. It's unbelievable. Um, which is funny because usually it's in June instead of July, obviously, but whatever. Um, the intel that you have is, and I can back this up from what I have heard as well, is is that the Lakers are, if he is there, it's going to be Chris Duarte, correct? Yes. Uh, that's what I have as well. I don't like it. <laughs> I He's do not, not going like to it. be there. I don't think, yeah, I... I don't think he will be, and I hope, honestly, I hope he's not there. 
Um, One thing that Fisher said is that everyone's boards, team-wise, are all over the shop. So there's going to be some really good players that are going to be available at 22. Mm -hmm. But Duarte isn't one of those guys. And I think that's a blessing in disguise for the Lakers, personally. Personally, I agree with that. I mean, you you can see guys like Jalen Johnson, who was at Duke, and then I think he was the one that left in, like, December or whatever. He was a potential lottery guy. Um, He he still probably should be a lottery guy. Probably should be, yeah. But I've seen him drop into the 20s. Um, If you can get him at 22, insane value. If you can get Usman Garuba at 22, insane value. If you can get Jaden Springer at 22, insane value. Like, if you can get any of those three guys, um, what's that kid from LSU called? I'm not Cam Cam Thomas. Cam Thomas, yeah. I was literally on the tip of my tongue. Please, God, do not. I hope he goes, like, 16th. I really do. I don't want him even being, like, anywhere close to the ball. No, he he can score, but that's literally the only thing he can do. I'd rather have Bones Highland, Bones Nyland, sorry, than, than Cam Thomas. Yeah, because I, I I think Bond is going to be such a good player off the bench in the NBA. He's really interesting. He he's kind of like the THT build where he's like six three and has like an insane wingspan. It's funny. It's just not, he's a lot skinnier. Same, yeah, not the same same type of like build otherwise, but oh, I mean, insane off the pull up though as well. Yeah, yeah, like he's definitely interesting. I if he's a like if I'm a GM and I'm like a GM of like a Lakers type team where I'm like you know what. We're really, really good anyway, and we're gonna pick. I'd be really hard, like, pressed not to pick him, just because I think he's just instant offense, like for like the next ten years in the NBA, at least the next ten years. Yeah, I agree. Also, I don't think the Lakers are picking at twenty-two. I, I, I don't know. It just depends on if they can get a, a true star. I don't think that they're gonna. I don't think that they're just gonna deal the pick because I feel like this draft is a little bit better than last year's draft, especially with like a guy like Jalen Johnson potentially being there. Now Jalen Johnson could go twelve for all we know. He, he could, could go shoot. nine. He could shoot, go yeah. eight. Yeah, I mean, it, the how you said boards are so all over the place that. I mean, I I could see a guy that we just really like. I mean, like a guy who I, at the beginning of all this, said BJ Boston. Like, I don't think I would pick him at 22 now. Um, but, I mean, he was, like, he was projected to be, like, a top seven pick before the college season. So, like, that's a guy who, if the Lakers could get, like, a second-round pick and get him, because that seems like where he's going, oh, man, I would be all over it. Especially mm-hmm. since, guess what? Clutch client. Um, just saying. Um, but Kai Jones is an interesting one at twenty-two. Yeah, I really like him at twenty-two. I like Josh Christopher. Yeah, at twenty-two as well. I, I think that's I, a really interesting one. I have Christopher in the early second right now. Well, if if it, if it's the point where the Lakers are like, look, we have him like twenty-seventh on our board. Yeah, like, yeah. We're going no, to go twenty-six to thirty. Yeah, and we really like him above everyone else on the board at that point. Just take him. I don't yeah. care. Like, I, I mean, especially since the Lakers love guys that do well on that Mamba drill. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, if he did well on that, then yeah. So, but 
we will probably have a draft podcast to break some of this stuff down. It's crazy just how rushed this is going to feel. But anyways, and now that hopefully uh, once we're done with this merge, we'll have internet after this move. We pray. We pray. So, all right. That is it. Um, Again, you can find Alan at Alan Ramage. Oh, one thing. Oh, go ahead. That we forgot to talk about. Um, I'm just going to throw it in here. I've heard that Harrison Barnes um, has been a a trade talk for the Lakers. Um, I don't think it will happen. But the fact that they've considered it, I think is really interesting and a player that I would love to have on the Lakers. I think he's really, really, really good. Barnes and Buddy Heald have been talked about. But I, I, if, if you get, if you have the choice, it's Harrison Barnes, and it's not close. It's interesting. I think I would honestly go the other way, just because of how good Buddy shooting is. Yeah, but what, like Barnes has what shot like thirty nine percent from three the past two years. Like I, he's I been insane. I haven't paid it that close attention to Harrison. And defensively, Barnes. he's been really, really. I've watched a lot of Barnes take the past few days. Mm-hmm. He's been really, really good. Man, I can't believe he's already 29. It's insane, right? I remember him at North Carolina. He was part of that 2012 draft with AD. Mm-hmm. Man, what a draft that was! Mm-hmm. Now, now that we like look about, look back on it, yeah. What? Sorry, Michael Kidd Gilchrist, but like, what I mean, a draft shot, that was! He shot since his final year in Dallas, and then obviously the two and a half years with Sacramento. Um, 39 and a half, 38.1 and 39.1. So yeah, on a decent amount of attempts as well. So um, but yeah, I and that's being the number one option as well. Like which, we we always have to preface that with people mm-hmm. because they'd be the at best they'd be the number three option on the Lakers. Yeah, definitely. So um all right, Alan. You can find Alan at Alan Ramacho3 on Twitter. You can find him on the Blifton podcast. Um, you can find him on the Lakers side chats. And then obviously the direct snap podcast with yours truly and Merge and Nelson. And then obviously he is on here. Football season is coming. Most, most all the time. So um, Alan, do you have anything else that you want to shout out to the 19 media group once yes. more? Um, I'm going to be banging that drum on every podcast I'm on. And I'm going to be guessing on quite a few podcasts in the next few days, which I'm really excited about. Yes. Um, if you are not following so, Alan, go follow follow Alan and try and catch all those. Yeah, it's going to be a fun conversation because I'm talking about European prospects. And, and I feel like I'm best suited to talk about all those European prospects on Twitter. Since, but yeah, the, since you're over there, yeah. Yeah, and, and that, I've watched actually, every single game of theirs yeah. since they were like 15. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. I, I have no life. Um, all right you can find me at lakers in 1949 on twitter obviously here at the under the bus podcast um and the direct snap podcast um yeah thank you all for listening hopefully we got your guys's uh off-season addiction uh amped up a little bit even more (laughs) so all right thank you all very much and alan you can send us off yeah, wash your legs, get your vaccines. Go get your vaccines. And wear a mask. That's about it. Take care, guys. Bye, all. Bye.